morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. My phone's not connecting. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm connected now. This is real life, y'all. Morning, bitches. Welcome back to Wellness for Real. It's your girl, Marlena. I know we're on a little bit late. Uh, we've been having some technical difficulties this morning. so But we're ready. We're ready to record an episode live here. So if you've never listened to the podcast before, here's your chance to hang out with us. Feel free to send us some questions in the little question box at the bottom of the screen on the live if you're watching this live. Um, And if you are listening to this after the fact, thanks for listening. So we're back with monthly moments with Mar and Britt. Y'all know me, I'm Mar, just waiting for Britt. Hi, I'm Britt. Hey Carol, you wanna turn your volume on your phone down? Yeah. All right, there we go. Is it working? I think it's me now. There we go. Let us know if we have echoing, y'all. I think we're good. What is up? We did it. We're, we had a little bit of a, we're having a little bit of a late start. My, um, my official podcast setup decided to take a shit on me this morning and fuck everything up. But such is life, right? We just have to adjust and pivot and figure shit out because that's how it yeah right it's been rough let me tell you my train of thought is like so off right now (laughs) I know me too we're we're a little bit scattered but hey we're gonna do our best um so let's talk about it how was how was your June I feel like again June flew the fuck by and it's like I feel like we just recorded our first episode in January last week so like I don't even know what's going on at this point but um I feel like June was really it was really well I can't tell you anything crazy that's happened because honestly it's just been recovery for me but I mean June has been a great month so far uh how about your month Um, my month, you know, I initially started my month off with some pretty lofty goals. And then I decided to participate in a uh, weight loss challenge. So it was kind of like, okay, I got to pick and choose which goals I want to focus most on. So a lot of the goals that I set at the beginning of the month kind of went out the window. I wanted to do daily Peloton rides that didn't happen. definitely did not happen. Um, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, mostly June has been pretty good. It's been uh, a month I wanted to just kind of switch things up and challenge myself. So 
Yeah. Sometimes like switching things up though, it's like, it's like such a great way to like kind of refocus and motivate yourself and just kind of do something new. But I, sometimes too, you put too much on you. It's kind of like that prioritize things in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, I can't, well, I can, right. I don't want to say I can't do these things, but it's a lot to put on your plate to say, I'm going to do this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing every single day. You know, when you set too many goals and too way too high of an expectation for yourself, eventually you'll just be like, fuck it. Right. And just yeah. like, you'll throw yeah. everything out the window. So for me, it was like, okay, let me pick and choose what's what I want to focus on most right now. And that's kind of what I've done this month. So definitely focused on my pole goals, um, working yeah, girl, learning the pole three days a week. Um, been focusing on that. Um, and then I feel like I took my other goals that I set and I just kind of scaled them back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I saw you working on the pole and, and like, here I am like dancing in my, in my kitchen. And I'm like, God damn, if I had a pole, I'd be going like this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it looks like it's so much fun. And I didn't even realize there's like a lot of like pole classes, like in, depending on where you live, like there's actually like pole classes and shit everywhere. And I, I mean, that shit seems like you need a lot of upper body strength for it's honestly full body strength like it's it's way more challenging than I ever expected it to be <laughs> like definitely um we're still getting some complaints of echoing do you have your sound turned down sorry guys normally we would have headphones and all that to yeah help with the have, sound issues I have the sound on the um on the video turned all the way down but it only lets me go down to the smallest amount yeah, um, me too. And, Sorry, guys. I, yeah, I'm hearing echoing too. We're just like major failing this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're going to do our best, y'all. Hopefully the actual recording comes out just fine. Um, I guess we'll, well see. Anyways, for June, um, like obviously like I was recovering a lot. So like for me, like most of June was like all recovery. Um, it was the first week, I believe we recorded our last episode in the first week of um, my recovery. And so like after that first week, it became like so difficult for me to kind of like wind down and focus on like really listening to my body. Cause by the second week I was like, fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm sick of sitting here. Like I, I want to go back to the gym. Like I was just a mess and I, I could tell you the second week of recovery, I ate like a whole sleeve of Oreos and I was just like, I don't know. And I wasn't like fueling my emotions, but like, I don't know. I, I guess I felt extremely lost because I was so used to my routine and my habits and I didn't know what the fuck to do with myself. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was really difficult. And so I was trying to um, find ways to keep myself mentally busy throughout the month. Um, which I know like quite a few people had asked me before, uh, what I was planning to do in this situation, uh, given that the gym has always been my go-to. Um, uh, but I ended up like decluttering. Um, I had Mario help out with a lot of this stuff. So he decluttered, we got Luca's room all done, donated a bunch of stuff. Um, and I had some free time away from working and cookies and whatnot. And honestly, like having that free time, 
uh, kind of opened my eyes to how much time I spend working and not with my family. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like easy because like, uh, you know, when you're, when you're on a roll with something, you just want to keep going and you want to keep going and you're just so focused. And that's how like I am with like everything. I feel like, like whether it's like working out or like whatever, and sometimes like my mind is just, I mean, so laser focused ahead of me that I just don't see anything else that's going on around me. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, so kind of being forced to take some time away and um, not be constantly busy all the time made me feel slightly guilty that I haven't been spending time with my family. And uh, this time has allowed me to actually go to my mom's and go to my nana's and go to my aunt's and hang out with family and then I come home and I'm like well damn now I don't want to work <laughs> like I don't feel like doing anything now <laughs> but um but yeah so I mean I'm grateful for it because it it kind of like reopened my eyes to like wow I really want to like I want to go do some things with the kids so again like I feel like it's a constant struggle with me to find balance between work and family life and so um I feel like that's something that I'm definitely going to prioritize um, this next month coming up. But um, yeah, so. Well, that's awesome. And I feel like anytime um, like a routine is shaken up, you know, definitely kind of forces you to reflect on things, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's awesome. How's your recovery going in general, though? You seem to be feeling pretty good. Oh my God, girl. I am like, I am just ready. Um, when was it? Uh, my four week, I went um, to my doctors at four weeks because I had um, two little, very small areas in the front of my incision that had opened up. Um, one was, I don't know, maybe like that small. And then the other one was really, really small. Um, anyways, I've been using uh, medicinal honey on it is what they had me use on it. Yeah. And that shit closed it up so fast. Um, so anyways, I went to go um, see him at four weeks. And I told him, I said, I had a mental breakdown in my car the other day. And he was like, why? And I was like, because I couldn't go to the gym. And I'm sick of not going to the gym. And um, I did. I had a really rough day. And I mean, I guess you could give me some credit. It was the day before my period. So like, I was just my first period after having surgery it was just yeah. it was wild. um so I sat in my car I had a breakdown and um he was like well what are you waiting for and I was like you to give me the okay to go <laughs> and so anyways he's like well you're recovering a lot faster than some of the patients that I've seen um, you seem to be doing like really well. You're pretty far ahead for where, where most people are. Like, why don't you try and go? And I said, okay, well, what can I do? <laughs> because you tell me to go, I'm going to go in there and try lift like 60 pounds. Like you've got to give me some, a little bit more clarification here. Right. Um, so anyways, he said at four weeks go in, I could do incline treadmill. Um, I could do some stairs. I could do the bike, but don't like push myself like just kind of go with the motion just to feel um and then like arms I don't know some shoulders but so I went for the first time to the gym I think it was last week I haven't been back there was a one and done thing for me um for last week that that is uh I went in it felt so weird that people were like welcome back Brittany like where have you been and so 
it was nice to see familiar faces and um I went in, tried to do like a lat pull down and I normally pull down at like 60, girl. <laughs> I put my arms up. I went to go with this. I was like, nope, not happening. <laughs> not happening. I put that bitch to 50 still, no. And so I put it down to 40 at this point. I don't even feel nothing in my arms or my shoulders, but I feel it all in my freaking core. Yeah. And it was such, and I'm sure you can relate to this when you finally went back to the gym, but it was such a, like oh my god I could feel something in this area like tightening and I never felt that it's it's the weirdest feeling because you can feel it but you're still numb like and I'm still numb at I'm four and a half months post-op so like it's weird because I still get like sore and tender especially if I do work my core a lot um but at the same time it's like numb it is the strangest it is it is sensation like it's so weird it's extremely weird and like for me like my numbness like I have a lot of my numbness like my numbing areas like I can feel here all the way down to about like here which is where my incision is I can I can't feel here I can't feel here it's like I can feel here here it's really weird but so anyways I tried to do it and I was just like, all right, obviously I can't do this. Um, And I wasn't about to like push myself to do it because I was only four weeks. So I went, I did bicep curls. I I was able to do shoulder presses um, and I did the bike. I got on, you know, but then after about, I don't know, 15 minutes, I felt like I was getting that swelling tightness um, and I'm still wearing my binder. Um, And so anyways, I said, you know what? That's good. I'm getting in here getting the feel of things um and it's just gonna take some time muscle memory to come back all that other stuff and so I didn't come back because that day I had severe allergies and I did not stop sneezing all day I swear I sneezed about a hundred times that day and that was a core workout in itself (laughs) um so I was I was so sore um so I haven't been back to the been back to the gym but this week makes um or was it last week? I don't remember. This week though makes six weeks post-op. So I have my six week post-op appointment on Tuesday, even though I'm technically six weeks on Friday and I'll be Mm -hmm. cleared from everything, um, on that day. And I'm just like, so excited. Not that like, just because I'm six weeks, I can go in and murder a workout, you know what I mean? But it's just nice to know that I've reached that point already. Yeah. It goes by so fast. And our bodies are incredible. Like it's amazing how like you were like sliced open, Yeah, (laughs) you know, like six weeks ago, like that wasn't that long ago. Um, so it's amazing. Like how quickly we actually recover through that stuff, especially if you're good to yourself through recovery, but I will say, man, recovery is a long road. And I think people will, you know, they see you working out again and stuff and like kind of getting back to normal. And so they'll just assume that like everything's all good, but, um, you know, recovery is not linear, you know, and it takes your body like a full year to recover from a surgery like this. So, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's amazing how your body will let you know when it's not like, no, like, and it's yeah. not even pain. Like, it's so crazy how our brain and our body all works together. Mm-hmm. And the more connected you are to that, like, the easier it is for you to be intuitive about like what your body needs and doesn't need. 
literally and, and it's so weird like I don't know I guess the best way like I could maybe like put it into perspective for people like think about being outside on a hot summer day and you not drinking barely any water all day if your hands have ever like felt like they're swollen and fat and when you go to like bend them it hurts yeah that's how your incision feels like down in this yes. area when you've been standing too long or like yep. walking I mean and I had some people when I had that like breakdown I don't know I went on my stories and then afterwards I was like oh, I'm gonna delete that I, I'm not gonna keep it as a couple people messaged me and they were like well why don't you just go for a walk I said I've been walking around the house all day and I'm swollen as hell I can't just go for a walk <laughs> Yeah, because they have you start walking like day one. So literally, it's like you're literally. the first four weeks, that's all you can do is walk. So it's like. Literally. And and that's what I did. It, and I had to go up 15 stairs every time I had to use the bathroom because my bathroom was upstairs. There was one day Mario left the house and I literally like, because you know, when you go to turn over, you use your abdominal muscles. So right. first off, just getting off the couch was a, like a 20 minute process itself and then here I am crawling on my I'm like on my hands and my and my feet and I'm like trying to angle a good angle to go up the stairs and it was just it was a project but it really is they they do have you up and walking that first I mean literally the day you get home um I mean I don't know everything's going so smoothly it seems um obviously like I'm ready to be a like a year out but I mean, I can't complain. It's just the swelling and that weird feeling you get under, like in your incision, it feels like. It's like you can't feel it outside, but it's yeah. like you can feel it inside. Oh yeah, I still have that too. I mean, you have to keep in mind that there are multiple layers of things holding your body back together. So our body heals from the outside in. So even like for me at four and a half months post-op, like there are days where I can still feel the inside of my incision, like maybe a stitch will break or something, you know, or if I'm, especially if I'm working out hip thrusts or like hit or miss, whether my body will allow me to do it on any given day, just because like, you're literally resting a ton of weight right on where that incision oh is <laughs> and it's still healing on the inside. You know, it's still, your nerves are still reconnecting. Um, you know, your stitches are still dissolving and breaking down. And it's just like, so things just, you don't really think about, you know, so it's like, yeah. yeah, I can be like active again and get back to normal ish, but it's still mm -hmm. different. Right. It's, but that's all like, we're talking about all the bad stuff. I, then I think about like, even last night I was walking around and I was just like feeling my sides and I was like, this is so weird. Like, it's so <laughs> weird to just be like flat, you know, to not have like folds in the area anymore. And I don't know, it's just, it's all, all around just kind of, um, mental mind fuck <laughs> it really is and and I don't know I, I feel like I still like find myself like I go and I sit on the bed and I have like a long mirror in my bedroom and I go and I sit on the bed sometimes like when I'm about to get dressed and I'm just like looking in the mirror and I'm like I, I see my shape and like my hips and I'm like but there's nothing there and it's just kind of like wow that really just happened <laughs> kind of like, wild right weird. It's weird, um, yeah. but I feel like this small recovery, well, I, I shouldn't say small recovery, it's a long recovery, but I feel like this period of time, like, it's so worth it because it's just that, it's just that period of time, and then, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, put on, I've been putting totally. on my workout clothes, and um, 
it's just so wild, especially like the legacy leggings, like how you put them on and, you know, it has the booty contour, but you could see like the flatness and it makes your hips look all nice. And I'm just like, ah, I can't wait to try out everything else. <laughs> so it's exciting. <laughs> um, Amber gets active, wants to know if you dropped a pant size. Um, so I would say it's hard. It depends on the pants because the right. legacy leggings and the Rosa leggings, um, I fit better in a medium. Um, but now it fits like it sits on my stomach rather than holds everything in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Same um, for me. It's like the ass and hips didn't go anywhere. So regardless, they, you know, they yeah. fit in there, but it's the, yeah, uh, my, my legging stuff. size stayed the same. I was the same as you. Like, I just feel like they fit better now. Um, mm -hmm. but I did go down, I went down one jean size. Mm -hmm. so I, I would much, say that I'm, I can still wear my older jeans. They're just a little bit baggier in the tummy area. A lot of my, yeah. cause I've always bought stretchy clothes. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So like before my clothes are just stretching to accommodate my loose skin and now they're just like fit, you know, without that they are and don't have to stretch as much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tried out a pair of jeans too. Um, when was it? I think it was father's day. And it was all really loose up in the stomach area too. So yeah. I think it's, our situations are really similar. So, yeah. and it, even though that, like, even though they took off three and a half pounds of skin for me, like I'm still weighing the same amount that I weighed before, probably from swelling, lack of water, because I have been struggling a little bit with that. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Just recovering stuff, fluids, all that. So, I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that, yeah, when you have loose skin removed that you're going to weigh less, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody have that end result. I think most people end up right about where they were, um, before the loose skin was removed. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me initially I actually went down the first like week or two, um, I was actually down 10 pounds, but I was having regular lymphatic drainage massages. So all that, all that fluid was being drained out of my body, you know, into my lymphatic system. And I was eating a lot less right after surgery. Like you just cannot eat. Like no. your meals are so tiny. You <laughs> fill up so fast. So, um, you know, I weighed less and now that I'm, I've readjusted and I'm kind of back to normal. I'm like right back to where I was right before surgery. So yeah, I think that's a super, common misconception with specifically tummy tucks or even 360 lifts, um, you know, having that loose skin removed in your abdomen, um, or anywhere like people are like, Oh, so that means you're going to weigh three and a half pounds less. And it's like, no, our bodies don't work like that actually. Nope. <laughs> and our body yeah. actually tries to refill in that space. That's why people deal with swelling. Right. And deal with that. Like extra fluid in the area where they had things removed because your body's literally trying to refill that back up yeah yeah our bodies literally. are crazy it's well i'm wild. glad that you're recovering so well sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm super glad you're recovering well um so what is July looking like for you? I know you said you just want to kind of focus more on recovery. Do you have like specific goals set for this month? Yeah. So, um, you know, this last month I have been just kind of like 
eating out of convenience, not like bad, but just kind of what I can make easily. Um, yeah. So for this month, I do want to get back into um, focusing on fueling my body with uh, better choices. Um, so not specific, specifically, but just better choices. I'm not tracking anything. I don't see there being any need to do that. Um, maybe like I don't know, maybe if I want to like lean out or something later on, I might, but like not, not at the moment. Um, but and I would tell you coming from experience, someone who is recovering and try, trying to be in a deficit is no. very hard. It's very yeah. hard to do when your body is recovering. Yeah. That's the last thing you want to think about. Honestly, it's just like, you know, <laughs> something, put it in my body. All right, we're done with this situation. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, obviously like I, I'm ex super excited to get back into the gym. Um, so with that, like, I know that you probably know that I like to do the scope to you workouts. Um, I do want to get back into it, but I'm not going to hold myself to being consistent right now with it just because of the fact that like, I'm not going to push my body to do things that can't yet, but I do like to get the feel of getting back in there and doing it. Um, so maybe if I can go like three days a week or something, like it's mainly just to like going to work out isn't for results right now. Like going to work out for me right now is getting back in there, getting the feel of things, you know, feeling the difference of things and, you know, just getting back into that routine. So I want to focus on that. Yeah. And then also obviously it's summer. Um, I'm trying to spend time with my family and, um, I have been the last couple of weeks, you know, we've been going to my aunt's house, taking the kids swimming, just kind of doing different things. Um, so I'm really making that time now that I have been away and seen that, you know, sometimes I am too focused on certain things at certain times. Like I do want to make some time to, uh, um, you know, spend with the kids and, and actually plan things and not feel like I have to rush with everything. So that's pr pretty much my goals for, uh, for this month. And I think that it, it's a pretty good, you know, thing, foundation for me for this month. So, um, yeah, it all sounds very sustainable and doable, but still like a little challenging, right? Cause it is when you are thrown off of your routine, it is so hard to get back into your routine, especially mm -hmm. if you have limitations, right. And you're not used to having those limitations. Um, mm -hmm. it can be obviously physically challenging, but it's also mentally challenging, right? I feel like it is because you know what, like I especially thrive off of that feeling that serotonin boost you get after you work out. And so like, totally. that's kind of like what I love. Like, that's what I look forward to with my workouts. And obviously like, I'm not going to be getting a whole lot of that right away just because I can't, like, I just, I'm not going to push myself if my body can't. Um, right. but you know, obviously with time that'll happen and we're just getting back into it. So love it. What about um, you? Yeah. So for, for me, July is <laughs> Like this year has just been a lot of carrying over goals, right? And so like, like last, like I said, for June, I, I, I was a little, little hopeful for myself for all the things <laughs> that I wanted to do. Cause I literally was like, okay, you're going to do a ride every day. You're going to stick with your daily walks. You're not going to spend any unnecessary money. Um, you know, you're going to meal plan. You're going to start this new journey of pole fitness, you know, and then it was like, and now you're in a, like a weight loss deficit mindset too, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
I definitely had to kind of really reevaluate that, um, but I didn't want to throw everything out the window, right? So the Peloton rides, I will say, have been, I started off strong, but they've been far and few in between since, which is okay. <laughs> Um, I still been sticking with my daily walks um, and the no spending, the no unnecessary spending. I thought that that was going to be so easy. <laughs> Not in the summer, especially. <laughs> like, who, who do I think I am? So <laughs> instead of um, expecting myself to do something that just feels impossible right now, you know, um, I adjusted that because I honestly, I'm like a lot of uh, other people, right? A lot of us unnecessarily spend on our phones as the easiest way to just order stuff and blow a bunch of money. Um, so what I did was actually deleted a lot of apps off my phone and deleted Amazon off my phone. Um, just a lot of the shopping apps that I like to use, you know, Rainbow, and I've been shopping at Halara lately on their app, and she, Shein, and all these apps, right? And it's just like, all right, let me just delete these yeah, altogether yeah. off my phone. Um, and it's actually been super helpful. You know, now if I need something, I'm like, okay, how badly do I need this? Do I need this badly enough to the point where I'm going to get in my car, drive 20 minutes to a store, mm -hmm. and look for it? you know, like the whole process of actually physically having to go somewhere. So that's helped. So I definitely am spending less than I normally would be. Um, so in July, I want to just keep up with that and just, um, you know, I've really been trying to just not spend as much money on fast fashion and things that are just terrible for this world and the environment and for us too. Right. And like for our pocketbooks and our bank accounts, um, yeah. So um, I, I wanna keep focusing on that. I'm still gonna focus on poll. So I'm gonna do poll still three times a week. Um, and then my goal, my biggest goal for July is going to be to sign up for an actual in-person class um, uh, for pole fitness, shit. which <laughs> if you know me, you know that like group classes are not my thing. I have anxiety even just thinking about like going to this place, you know, and like being in a room full of other women, you know, and people. And it's funny because like they have beginner classes, right? So obviously everybody in the class is a beginner probably. So I was like, everybody else doesn't know what they're doing either, but I don't know, something about it gives me a lot of anxiety. So yeah, um, but yeah. that's going to be a goal I'm going to set for July is to go actually do an in-person poll class. Cause I feel like it'll really help me grow in a lot of different ways. So yeah, I'm going to keep up with my daily walks, meal planning. It's pretty much it. And just enjoy summer and just yeah, uh, finish yeah. the hottie glow up challenge. Um, yeah, just living life. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel. It's summer. We gotta, you know, don't put too much on the plate. Cause then you're just going to waste, I mean, not waste summer, but you know, you gotta have that balance you know, goals, but also live in life, you know? Totally. Unmotivated Morgan. I love, love your handle. Uh, she said, I remember you talking about the jumping group class and you said it was too much woo hopping going on. Yes. That was probably the last group fitness class I've done, I think. And that was with Lacey. So it's the, where you wear the boots, you know, like the moon boots and you jump. <laughs> I think they call it like jump aerobics. I don't really know. And it was not for me. 
it was so corny everybody was like high-fiving like every time you would do anything then they would be like woo and then like go around and high-five everyone I was like this is not for me this is not for me um like yeah but you know I, I think I, I hope that women learning pole fitness like that feels a little less corny to me hopefully they can't make it corny and ruin it for me <laughs> I feel like that's gonna be like I feel like if anything like that's one of those environments where it's like yeah girl like you know what I mean like yeah fucking, like you know what I mean like it's like really supportive but it's not like a tacky preschool supportive like yeah. it's like um like a sober nightclub supportive <laughs> I don't know that's just what I would imagine I mean I don't know yeah I definitely would not try to do pole intoxicated uh it might take me a couple of years before I get there it's oh hard God. man I don't think people realize how hard it is like it literally requires your entire body um, and there's a lot of mental aspects that go in it too, but I will say, man, even just in the few weeks that I've really stayed committed and consistent with it, um, I've gained a lot of confidence. So how's Adam, liking it? how's Adam liking it? You know, I think people think that it like, will bring all this like sensuality into your life in that sense. And like I said, like right now I'm a hot mess on the pole. Right. So like, <laughs> it's not. I mean, when I'm practicing, he's usually at work anyway. So it's, it's not to the point where we're like having fun stripper, uh, <laughs> like role-playing scenarios. <laughs> no, that's definitely not happening yet. No. Oh man. If I had a pool, I think Mario would think that's the first thing that like I'm going to do is like make a fool of myself <laughs> on the pool for a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I think even just like floor work and just even being sensual and like dancing in that way like it's hard because it is still like I mean obviously once you get good I'm sure you can kind of go with the flow and more freestyle but when you're learning at least for me like it, that doesn't come naturally to me you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. um yeah. so it's it's definitely a process but it's fun but yeah I don't think like people think it is <laughs> yeah I don't know I feel like it would be fun but I I've always had like a pretty outgoing like I don't care I mean I guess I have like a kind of sometimes I care but like when it comes to like dancing and stuff like oh man I could tell you a story about when I lived in Florida and I was 17 about to be 18 and I went to this like um what is it called like a mud hole like a bunch of country like people you know with their big trucks and stuff someone had a stripper pole mounted into the back of a truck and my 17 year old ass took this mason jar at the time I didn't know what it was so it was like here take a swig of this and I was like okay and I like grabbed it was drinking it it was moonshine and here I am next thing you know, I'm on the freaking stripper pole in fucking Victoria's Secret pink yoga pants, having a blast in front of all these 30 something year old dudes. And I don't know, I don't know how, I don't, it's crazy, but I feel like when it comes to like stuff like that, like, I don't know, I'm pretty outgoing. I think it's fun. I think it would be fun though. So 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm more mean like the athleticism of it and the technique and oh. um, the power <laughs> that it takes to actually do the things. Like you were 17 and shit faced. You probably thought you looked a lot better than you actually did. <laughs> yeah. on you probably thought you looked like a real stripper, but oh no 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 no! I didn't. I looked like a fucking hot mess. I can say yes. that. I didn't. I thought I was a shit, but I. I, I, I'm just thinking about what people probably were thinking when they saw me, like, <laughs> it's cringy. Yeah, but at, like, yeah, the actual art of like pole dancing is, um, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard. The hardest physical thing I've ever tried to do with my body. Yeah. Um, and I lift heavy weights all the time, you know, so it's, yeah, you have to have strong thighs and core. Yeah. So I like, after I do a day of conditioning, cause you have to do a lot of pole conditioning just to get your body used to, um, like using all of these muscles all at once. Right. So the conditioning really helps you with that, man, my core was on a <laughs> fire for like three days like it just hurt hurt to cough like it felt like my first week of freaking recovery like it hurt to cough hurt to laugh it was like oh my gosh um yeah it's very challenging but I'm gonna stick with it honestly I want to quit frequently um but you know that's what happens when you set tough goals for yourself right like you just have to keep at it um, even if it's just a little bit, you know, and I've grown so much just doing 20 minutes, three times a week, you know, so yeah. can only imagine what upping that will do. Um, yeah, I'm sure. But with time, it'll be exciting to see where you're at like a year from now, though. Yeah, I know. It's that. crazy because, you know, I follow so many women who have been doing it for years and years, you know, and it's like when you ask women, like, how long did it take you before you were that good? Usually you hear three, four years, you know? <laughs> It's typically the time frame where like you are actually able to do all the things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think people realize how much time and effort um and training goes into it. So yeah, I'm sure a year from now I'll be a little bit better, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're trying, you know what I mean? It, it should come with time. I don't know. I feel like consistency yes. with this will will get you somewhere, no matter what it is. Totally. Yeah. A muscle memory is amazing. Cause I had a pole, um, in our last house. Um, if anybody remembers that back in September, I got a pole from my co-host Felicia. Um, and that one was a little bit wider and it didn't spin. So it was actually really difficult for me to learn on. Cause my hands are so tiny. I couldn't even grip the pole. Like my hand didn't fit all the way around it. It was too big. Um, so <laughs> did you say that's what he said? No, <laughs> no, but I was thinking it. <laughs> or were you just thinking it? <laughs> um, but when I when I had that pole, I did teach myself how to climb it the best I could, right? And then, you know, obviously we moved and all that. So it was a good six months before I was actually back on the, you know, on my new pole. Um, and now I'm staying consistent with it. And everything that I taught myself, you know, back in September, my body could still do those things six months later, you know, so it's yeah. kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yes, yes. Consistency is everything, not perfection. I'm still learning this. I feel like that is a lesson we all have to relearn constantly. Mm -hmm. With everything, like literally with everything. With everything, not even just fitness or like 
I think it's like with everything, honestly. Totally. And that's, that's why I kind of like to share, you know, my failures, my failures, quote unquote, when I set goals, you know, if I don't achieve a goal or if a goal has to go on the back burner, because that is a common denominator with all successful people. They're constantly setting goals and they're maybe achieving one out of 10, mm-hmm. you know, but they're constantly continuing to work on all those other goals. And I think that that's something a lot of people miss. They think setting goals means, you know, success means that you're achieving every single thing perfectly, exactly the way that you expected to, um, when often that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel that. Um, I mean, I, and I could use a couple people in my family as an example, but it's almost like this mindset that if you don't hit it the first time, then, then that's it. Like I give up type of thing. And it's just so weird because I feel like like even me personally, like, I feel like I've grown so much in the aspect that it's not even like, okay, I haven't hit it. So that's it. Like, it's like the habits is what takes over the routine. The routine is what takes over. And like, then you're just used to doing the routine. So over time you're like, oh shit, I didn't meet it then, but look, I kept going and I met it here. Like, so that's kind of where it's like, oh, okay. Like, you don't need to be perfect. And it's weird because it's kind of tacky. It's tacky. Like you don't got to be perfect, whatever. Like, but it's like, you just got to make it part of your routine and eventually is bound to happen at some point. You just got to keep at, keep going. You know what I mean? So I feel like even, especially like in your case, like at some point you're going to reach whatever it is you want to reach as long as you keep working towards it, honestly. Totally. Yeah. Um, so Morgan wants to know, uh, she said, I've been on a good streak with budgeting and consistency. Um, consistency is what's going to get me where I want to be. And it's totally true. Um, you know, we talk about that on the show and, you know, especially with money, um, that's another area, right. Where people think, oh, well, saving $5 a month, that's going to do nothing for me when, you actually crunch the numbers, you know, over time that does actually create consistently saving a small amount of money over a long period of time can be life-changing, right? Um, So how are you doing with your money goals? Because I know that's kind of where your focus really was at the beginning of the year. Um, And I know people keep kind of asking you about it. So where are you at with that? Let me start off by saying, you know, that damn NGL ask me some bullshit anonymously thing well i'm about to pay yeah. the 9.99 to see what motherfuckers are hating on my ass and just so i can blast them because seriously i i got a, a few negative questions and my ass was about to go off on my story but i was like you know it's not even worth putting the energy into but i would say a majority of the questions are or were what's going on with you and Mario? What happened with you and Mario? Where has Mario been? Are you and Mario still together? What's going on? Or what happened to your money saving? It was literally mostly all Mario. And um, are you still moving to Florida? Or one of the one of the um, things was saying, obviously, what was it? Obviously, something's going on with you and Mario. And that's the reason why you're not moving yet, because you're dependent on his financial stability or some shit like that I mean I don't know I don't know like my mind wants don't you love how strangers just feel like they know your whole life (laughs) 
I'm like, y'all do see from following you on Instagram. Like, come on, people. I don't know. It's wild, but um, yeah. So in terms of like my money and stuff, like that's kind of like I feel like I have so much big stuff happening right now. Like, is the biggest thing right now is my recovery from my surgery. Um, and obviously, like I'm working on stuff between me and Mario, or you know, we're we're figuring shit out on what's going on with us, and really me trying to put more focus into family time and whatnot um so honestly the whole putting money aside for florida thing it's still a priority for me but it's not something that i'm busting my ass to work on right now because there are so many other things right now that i'm busting my ass to work on as it is um so not that that isn't a priority literally if something happened and i wanted to move to florida right now i could i don't ever depend on anyone for anything and just in case anyone wants to know um, tell them girl but uh <laughs> uh it's just a little bit on the back burner um for how long i'm not too sure ideally i'm still at ideally i was planning on wanting to be in there in august and september um but i think i'm gonna push it out a little bit towards like the beginning of next year um just because like look at we're already in july you think realistically i'm gonna be there in two months figuring I haven't done much for that in the last month or two, you know what I mean? So again, just trying to be realistic with um, the financial goals and whatnot. And honestly, like, I feel like working on all of my stuff that's going on with my family and just trying to figure out what it is that I want, what it is that like I want to do and, and making sure that I'm spending time with the kids and really trying to find my routine with everything, like with my workouts, like, because all these things are just like bubbles in my head right now, like working out, fueling my body with good things, working, making cookie orders, doing some Instacarts yeah. every now and then. All these things are just floating around and nothing is in order right now. And so the last thing that I'm thinking about is moving out of state. Sorry, it paused on me. Um, the last thing that I'm thinking about is like moving out of state right now. You know what I mean? So right. yes, it's still a priority. But it's not the biggest priority for me right now. Yeah. And I think that that like, we just need to normalize that that's just kind of part of the human experience, right? Is our goals shifting and changing and other things taking priority through different seasons in our life, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. not abnormal. And I always think it's weird when people like, like they, they're just like creating their own reality of your life. Yeah. In their yeah. Head. It's just like really yeah. odd when I feel like sometimes like when people see that like good stuff is happening to people and maybe sometimes people are stuck in such a negative mindset that like, like they're trying to create an issue to see how someone's life couldn't be so okay right now, if that makes sense. And so I think yeah. like right now, kind of just like well she isn't showing this so this must be happening or she isn't showing that you know what I mean so it's kind of just like I don't know and 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 yes I was sharing a lot with like the financial stuff but then like I started thinking to myself like imagine like people know because I post when I go to the gym so like imagine people know what times I usually go to the gym me posting up mm -hmm. how much I'm aside for savings like that's just asking for someone to be at the gym waiting with a gun for my bank account information like you know what i mean and it's like it, it might sound funny saying that 
But like when you have a family and all this stuff is, you know, crazy stuff's going on in the world right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's not really something that like, I, I, I don't find is worth taking any type of risk. So like when it comes to saving again, like I might, I'm, I'll probably share some stuff but I'm not going to be putting out how much I'm putting aside as motivating as it is to see like, you know, me coloring in bubbles. I think like, especially with social media, it's like, we don't know everyone on here. I don't know this one personally. Like people are crazy. Yep. Even people who might message you and talk to you all the time could have, you know, um, could want something bad to happen to you like you don't ever know the internet is a very fucking scary place um and that's something I picked up pretty quickly on especially in this space like it's it you have to be careful like I if I'm posting like that I'm at the gym I'm already gone yeah I'm not there anymore (laughs) if I'm posting that I'm anywhere I'm not there anymore um because you never know Um, so I completely understand what you're saying and understand the kind of pivot and what and how you're sharing because it's fucking scary out here. People are crazy and a lot of people are hurting, you know? Yeah. It's wild because I just, I feel like I, I, I love sharing. I like, I think it's like, so, I, I mean, I thought it was so much fun. I've taken a little bit of steps back from it just because like, I don't know people just really irritate me and I just don't need like I'm already struggling enough in my own head I feel like with some of the stuff I have going on like I don't need outside sources to give me their negative energy I just don't need it that's not what I'm trying to attract here I don't need it so like I've taken a little bit of steps back like I'm still doing my stuff but I think that like sometimes especially like with like you said with what's going on in the world right now it's just it's not, it's just not worth even dealing with or putting effort into or, or even reacting to like, I don't know. I had, um, the other day I had uh, a question to <laughs> on that fucking anatomist thing. Someone was like, so do you like copying everything such and such does? Um, it seems like every time such and such does something you're quick to follow. And I'm just like, yeah, because I had a baby because someone else had a baby. Like, like, come on. Like, you think, like, influencers influence people. Like, that's just what happens naturally. Like, when someone's an influencer, you're inspired by them. And, like, like of course, like, that's what happens. But if you, if someone thinks that I'm out here, like, copying everything that someone else does, like, I think that maybe you need to check yourself because something's probably a little loose up in there but um I don't know it's so weird I've actually got yeah I've actually gotten that as well by someone that I'm sure we've both been trolled by (laughs) um and I it's so funny because you know people like that like this person blocked she blocked me like for like I don't even know why someone that I didn't really think about or talk about you know what I'm saying someone who's just okay cool you blocked me um but then somehow was still watching my stories and like talking shit about me on their stories and would like like I would do like a trend right that's all social media is is trends is people like Mm -hmm. copying what someone else did or recreating something in a different way or using the same sounds or whatever and so I like put up a reel or something and she like posted another influencer who did like a similar reel and was like, she did it first. And I was like, 
isn't that literally like what reels like are like that's why I don't even really like participating in trends anymore because then it's like am I missing something I don't know I (laughs) I thought that's what it was like I don't get it yeah so but you know what someone who's going to take the time to say something like that and like spend their energy like and obviously they're watching every fucking thing you're doing right hey girl (laughs) um and it's just like who's really sick here like who's really the one that needs like help because I'm just living my life having fun participating in social media not taking it too serious and you're like obsessively watching other people's lives to judge them um, when you're literally seeing 1% of someone's life online, you know? So I don't know. I people like that. Day, unhappy people portray their own issues they have going around in their head. And when yeah. they don't want to put the effort in, like they're more comfortable with the situation that they're in rather than getting uncomfortable to better themselves. They feel that they want to, they want you to feel as shitty as, as they do. Yeah. And so therefore they're going to try and get a reaction out of you. So I slightly had a reaction. I don't know. I thought people were think were going to think that I was like crazy when I was on my stories, like saying, go Google what an influencer is. But like, I don't know. Sometimes people get to me and I don't know, like sometimes I just got to say it as it is, you know? And, and at the end of the day, like, just know, like we are people outside of Instagram. We do have lives. Influencers influence people because that's, like we're just inspired by other people. That's just how life is. Um, but we're we're all our own person, you know what I mean? And yeah, I'd like to see what influencer acts like me when I'm like <laughs> like when I'm about to go get a workout in and I'm jamming out of my car, who's my copy in now? Like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. People are wild to me, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, like I know my worth, you know your worth. Like like and we're happy and we just don't need that around here yeah. so I think uh yeah that's really what it comes down to right like when you're affected by people's behavior people who behave that way and like even if it's not social media right because we all have people in our real life that oh, yeah. are like that too right people who yeah. talk about us behind our back people who you know give you backhanded compliments or you know like especially with women right we have frenemies is that what that's mm-hmm. what we call them right and it's like why do we spend our energy and our time on relationships um or even just on someone who clearly is just not okay with who they are right so then you have to really reevaluate am i okay with who i am you know why am i letting this person's opinion that means nothing affect me you know i know who i am i know i'm a good person i know i'm a a good caretaker a good wife whatever right like i don't need someone else's validation to make that true exactly but that being said, negativity is extremely consuming. And one small, you could get a hundred positive, amazing compliments and messages and people in your life who really cherish and love you. And then just that one little negative speck of darkness can just consume so much light. Yeah. Um, so man, people like that have always existed in this world. Yeah. Uh, misery loves company, you know? So people who are miserable love to try to drag you down to their level and you just got to rise above. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah, it is. Sometimes it's hard to like shut my mouth. Cause I have such like a impulsive 
behavior sometimes and <laughs> sometimes I'll story that I'll delete that shit just because I'm like that doesn't like uh, that's I don't know you know what I mean but uh it is what it is sometimes you just have to like be like okay th- like they're trying to get in my positive bubble let's just forget about it and redirect ourselves elsewhere it's like having a child mm-hmm. over. like you have to like redirect as hard as it is sometimes because it's just I don't know. And for me, it's hard. Like I'm struggling a little bit with um, a few different things right now myself. Um, And it's sometimes it's hard when I get into like, um, like a space mentally with like my emotions, it's hard to get myself out. And um, so anyways, I just try and remind myself that type of stuff and just kind of redirect because honestly, like I I don't want to portray myself being angry and stuff all day long with my kids around, which is one thing that like, I'm obviously struggling with, um, right now. And so, yeah, I just, I don't need it. I don't need it. And which speaking of that, I know that you said that you were, um, you were going to be like starting some new medicine soon or something like that, right. For the ADD or, yeah. So I was actually put on ADHD medication. Um, I have my one month follow-up this week coming up. Um, honestly, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 it has enhanced my anxiety, which I don't feel like is anxiety is something I struggle with. So, um, it's given me a lot of physical side effects, like racing heart, you know, the the physical side effects that you get from anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, so like even yesterday, I didn't even take it today. I'm going to tell him, I don't want to be on this shit. Like, I don't think this is what I need. Um, and I, I've talked a lot to my therapist about it as well. Um, and she's like, honestly, I think that you would benefit more from an antidepressant than from ADHD medication, just because for me, like I suffer with depression. Right. And I'm always at a, I have my baseline of depression that I'm always at. Um, but it's like, I don't know if it's just being like a female, you are just so adaptive, you know, and you just kind of learn how to exist. Um, and I also think that as women, we get really good at downplaying how we feel, especially, this is a new doctor and it's a man. And I don't know about you or like anybody else listening, but I don't know. I'm always uncomfortable with male doctors. Like it's yeah. just, it's just well, the way it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put up my front of, yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. Everything's all good. You know? Um, so after having a couple sessions with my therapist about it, like I'm, I, I'm going to have to go into that appointment a little bit actually a lot more honest about yeah. where I'm at, you know, and what I need. So yeah, medication, um, is something for me that I've always shied away from. I've always mm-hmm. had that stigma in my head that, you know, I don't know all the things, right. That we think about when we think about yeah. medicating ourselves for our mental health, you know, oh, I don't want to be a zombie or I don't want it to change who I am or whatever. But like at the end of the day, if you have mental illness, typically it's because of an imbalance in your brain, you know? So the journey of trying all these different things out to rebalance your brain um, can be a long one. So I'm just at the beginning of it. Um, yeah, I haven't talked too much about it, um, but yeah, the med that, so he started me out on Stratera. That was the med that he put me on. Um, and yeah, it fucked up my sleep and made me more anxious. Um, and I didn't feel any benefits from it. 
really at yeah. all. So, yeah, I don't know. I was curious about that because yeah. I know we talk about like AD, ADHD and all that stuff often and how we're like, we kind of have similar mindsets and whatnot when it comes to certain things. And yeah. so anyway, I don't know if you saw that story that I, that I had posted um, on the anonymous question thing, but um, I forgot what it was that someone had asked, but I don't know if it was intended to be malicious or not, but I didn't take it that way. Um, about like my impulsiveness, which like, I don't know. I, I, like I've thought about it. I have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder in the past. Um, since I was 14, I got put on all different medications. Um, I got put on Adderall. Like the doctor was just like, we're going to put you on Adderall and just see if it affects you. And like, that was around the time when they were handing that shit out like candy to everyone. Yeah, I was gonna say, they don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> no, um, I was put on that. I was put on, um, what is it called? Um, Seroquel as a teenager, um, quite a few different things and nothing really helped. Um, and when I was put on like depression medication, I literally like felt nothing. Like, like I would, you, you see how I normally am like high energy. Like I'm, most of the days I'm happy. Like this made me feel like I was questioning life. Like I just felt nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it just like, to me, I'm like, why would I even do that? Um, and then no. back when I was pregnant with Luca, which, which was in 2020, I had episodes when we first moved into this place, I never talked about it on here, but I had episodes where I literally was so paranoid that someone was going to come in with an ax and murder us all at nighttime. Like it was insane. I had like thoughts like that. Like I was so paranoid. Um, I ended up in the hospital a lot with a lot of anxiety. They said, I thought I was dying literally. Um, and they said it was anxiety and I was like, no, I'm like, something is wrong with me it was pretty bad so I got put back on um when was it right after having Luca I got put back on Seroquel and I told them like that stuff literally makes me nod off like a like I felt like a drug addict like I was in the middle of the day I popped the, the smallest dose like a five milligram I think is what it was or 10 and all of a sudden I'm like nodding off and it's like my brain's awake I can hear you but my eyes can't stay open so I told them um I took myself off of it and he just got mad at me like he didn't even take time to get to know me or anything he just put me on it and then he got pissed at me when I went to the hospital and I refused to take it and so anyways at that point I just stopped all medications I went through like quite a few doctors um never been on medication like I feel so much better off of medication I'd say like every six months or so I do have an episode where it's like a day or so where like I hit a low and Usually it's like when my period is off, um, it's, I don't know, I don't, I don't know exactly how to describe it, um, but I do have like a day where it's like I question everything, I start to almost um, feel like impulsive thoughts of like wanting to just kind of get away from my entire life and just do something kind of like crazy in a sense, like, I don't know, adrenaline rushing, I guess. And so I kind of, I came across this video on TikTok talking about BPD which is um, what the fuck borderline is personality disorder. Yeah. So like, I don't, I, and I'm not saying I have that, but it is something that I'm going to bring up to someone about whenever I decide to go see someone uh, because borderline personality disorder, people seem to think it's like you have five different personalities and that's not what it is. Ultimately what it is, is it's a tra traumatic, it's like a source of, um, traumatic response to something that's happened in your past. So like,
for instance, I've never talked about this ever on social media, but I have a serious problem with anger. Um, like I try and stay positive most of the time, but there are things like a loud noise that like, for instance, let's say like my son slams a gate shut. It like creates this anxiety in me that then turns into anger. And then I'm angry for like hours on end and I can't help it. And then it's like later on when I go to the gym, I look back and I'm like, why was I so angry? You know what I mean? And so I think that that's something that I'm struggling with a little bit um, just because I'm realizing, okay, medication never worked. Maybe it wasn't bipolar disorder. Maybe it's this because I did go through so much. I went through so much growing up. I went through so much, um, you know, going through the adoption and being with the, you know, my first ex and everything. Like, what if this is just all traumatic responses to my past? So and what that is treated with is not medication because it's not a chemical imbalance. It's treated with therapy. Um, so again, I'm saying all this not because I'm saying this is what I have, but it is something that like, it's, it's a door that might be opening a little bit for me to explore a little bit. So it's all a process. Um, it's all something that like, I'm just going to look into. Maybe this is normal. Maybe people get angry easily over small little triggers. But for me, it's like, I don't know. There's quite a few different things aside from like loud noises or not hearing a response from someone right away. Like that's, that sounds like me, like I get really anxious and I don't know, it's just things like that. So of course, like when you want to better yourself and do better um, and be the best person you can be like as tough as it is, sometimes you do need to explore those options uh, or not options, explore those, you know, areas of your life because if not like it's just going to continue being this way and I would at least like to hear what a professional what their thoughts would be on where my thoughts are given what I have already been through and okay. um the treatments that I have already been through in the past because medication don't do anything for me like I yeah. I feel nothing when I'm on medication so yeah I mean and that's I'm I'm like so proud of you for talking about all of that because um I'd imagine that's really difficult to like be honest um especially to so many people about right and to talk about um and mental health still is so stigmatized right and so many of us who struggle with mental health and have experienced a lot of trauma in our lives have been improperly diagnosed at one point in our life with something that was just a lot of people have been slapped with a bipolar diagnosis and that's actually not what's going on. Right. So then I feel like that also, when you have those experiences, I know at least for me, it, that in itself is like trauma, right? The trauma mm -hmm. of going to doctors and not being heard, not being listened to, not being taken seriously, you know, being told that we're fine or here, just yeah. take this. Um, so for me, that was a big piece of why I've always been so hesitant to even try medications, you yeah. know, cause it is, it's like, do I need medication or do I just need to work through the shit that's going on in my brain? Well, and, you know? and that I also feel like, like a big thing for me is that a lot of the doctors all around the U S they practice medicine. They are not experts on what they do. They just practice and yep depending on the type of insurance you have, certain insurances give you shitty doctors because mm -hmm. of the type of insurance you have. So for me, like I don't have the best insurance, 
but most of these people, most of these doctors that are on this insurance, all they care about is clocking out at the end of the day. Here, take this, treat the symptom, see you in a week or in a month, whatever, and we'll deal with it then. It's always pushing things off. So like for someone like me, I need to like, yes, I can go through and find a better doctor, but it's going to take me a lot longer to weed out the old, you know, the not so best ones to get to a good one because it's, and it's honestly like you need to find the right one that's going to sit there, hear you out, listen to you and go through that trial and error phase because this whole slapping some medication on you just to treat your symptoms thing is only masking issues that need to be addressed. You know what I mean? And I hate that. I hate that so much with the medical fields nowadays. Like literally you have heartburn, here's some heartburn medication. You have a headache, chronic headaches, here's some Advil. Like you're not treating the root cause of these problems and they're still going to be there. And that shit pisses me off so much. No, I completely agree a hundred percent. And it's frustrating in it. Um, for a lot of people, it devalues, you know, the medical system. I mean, and I have what's supposed to be really good insurance, um, you know, and through my provider, it's like, if I need an appointment, I mean, it took six months just to get my one psych appointment and I didn't get to pick to pick the doctor. It was whoever had the first availability. That's who they stick you with, you know? And it's like, okay, if I don't like this doctor, now it's going to take me a whole nother year of process breaks. And I have to get another referral from my, my therapist. And then I have to go back through the process of calling at the right time to get an appointment. And it's going to be six months. Out. So it's like, it's exhausting. Yeah. Right. And it's like, all you want to do is just like, feel okay. You know, and you're talking about, you know, like these anger triggers and that's something I can completely relate to and something I've had to work so hard on. Um, and it is, it's trauma responses, you know, it's, it's completely trauma responses and, you know, it is something that you can work through and, um, that can get better over time, you know, but it's, it's can be debilitating. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to clarify, um, I didn't, like when I went through doctors and stuff, um, like psychiatrists and therapists, I went through my family doctor who then um, gave me referrals to multiple different doctors. I did not get my referrals through the emergency room. So I just want to put that out there. Um, we obviously know that's life or death situations. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, and it is what it is. You just have to go through and find the right one because for me, it's so hard. Like once I get a, a, a slightly weird vibe, or even if a doctor like looks at me like a certain way with when I'm opening up to them, that's an immediate shutdown for me. Like I'm done. I don't even want to talk to you. You know what I mean? So it's just hard. Yeah. It's just find the right one and, you know, find one that actually cares. and isn't just there to get a paycheck. So. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's tough, but I'm proud of you for talking about it. And I think that it's something that a lot of people can relate to, right? Like if we're all here in this wellness space, like obviously we're here um, knowing that our wellness encompasses so much more than just like, how do I look? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, well, um, if you guys have any questions, you can go ahead and drop them now. I think we're probably about to wrap up. Um, thanks for sticking with us through all the technical difficulties <laughs> today. 
I'm hoping that I can make this episode work. Um, yeah, without ho hopefully too many sound issues, y'all, and fix any uh, other issues before next Sunday's live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little slightly difficult. It's all good. That's life, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yo, that first, that first part was a struggle. Oh my god! Hello. Hi. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that, and we'll see you, bitches, next Monday. Bye.